Do you have goals for your life? Do you want to grow in God? Join me as we deep dive into real and relevant strategies that ignite you to seek God and slay goals. Hey, y'all. Get ready for a discussion about life, business, relationships, and more, all from a biblical perspective. And I'm your host, Felicia L. Henry. All right. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of the Seek God's Legals podcast. So excited that you all have tuned in and that you will be joining into the conversation. I am excited, as always, to share with you this interview uh, with our podcast guest for today, uh, Miss Malika Ahmad. And I'm going to always, I always let our guests introduce themselves, but I'm excited about this interview. Y'all can't see Malika, but... <laughs> I can see her and her skin is glowing right now. It looks amazing. And I'm sure it has to do with some of what we're going to talk about today. So <laughs> Malika, how are you? I am doing really well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Cannot complain. Um, so just introduce yourself to the people, let them know who you are and what you're passionate about. Yeah, so my name is Malika Ahmad. I am, gosh, I'm a sugar coach for women. Listen, if you got an issue with sugar, I am your woman. <laughs> um, I'm also, you know, first, you know, when I talk about like who I am, I'm a child of God first. You know, I'm an autism mom, um, I'm a daughter, um, I'm a quirky, nerdy, slightly hood girl <laughs> from Queens, New York. You know, that's. That's all me wrapped in a wrapped in one. So I don't know if y'all caught what she said. She said she's a sugar coach. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about y'all, but I have issues with sugar. Yeah. Listen. That's like the one thing I can give up meat. I know I can give up certain things, but sugar, man, we're, and we're going to dig into that a little bit today. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us about your, first of all, tell us how did this even come about? How did you just evolve into becoming a sugar coach because I've never even heard that before yeah yeah so you know um you know it all started with um a thyroid disease diagnosis when I was 35 um you know I'm doing my thing you know eating what I want to eat you know and uh you know I go to my my yearly physical thinking everything is going to be kosher and you know got a call back and my doctor said well Malika you know your thyroid levels are not right I'm like what do you Huh? (laughs) And so long story short, you know, um, he diagnosed me with hyperthyroidism, which is when you're producing too much um, thyroid hormone. Um, And so I had to have uh, radioactive iodine to uh, literally shut down my thyroid and which gave me hypothyroidism. And that that is just kind of a a standard procedure that ends up uh, happening, you know, when you do that. Um, and so as a result of that, um, and also my eating, we'll get into that in a second. Um, I ended up gaining 30 pounds. Um, it was just, it was, it was bad. It was bad. Um, over a course of a couple of months. Um, and just my eating was horrible, Felicia. It was horrible. And it's just something that, you know, in my thirties, you know, we think that, you know, we can just eat anything and, um, everything's going to be okay. But it's when you get a diagnosis, you know, when, 
um, you know, you're having issues with, you know, with the weight gain and um, you're not able to control those sugar urges, mm. you know, the noun ladies, the Skittles, all that stuff that we like to eat. Um, and it unfortunately results in, you know, some kind of diagnosis. And my goal is to work with women of color. I want to get you before that point. <laughs> you know, I want to get you before um, you get diagnosed with, with uh, you know, anything. Yeah. And just kind of cut that off there. So want to make it plain for the people. You said your eating was horrible. What did that really look like? What, what were some of the things you were eating? All right. I'm so glad you asked that. So I would go, I would go to the store, go to the grocery store, and I would buy a full loaf of French bread and eat the whole thing <sighs> in one sitting. And listen, I listen. It's bread. Listen, I'm, yeah. I'm just sitting here shocked because I love bread. I do too. Oh my gosh. Um, it would be like, like I mentioned Skittles, I mentioned gummy bears, my kryptonite, you know, eating, just eating candy all the time, all the time. Um, going to IHOP, you know, we all love IHOP, you know, and my, my kryptonite was the, the New York, New York cheesecake pancakes, you know, mm-hmm. and just eating those things like that, but all the time, you know, like every Sunday after church, it was, you know, <laughs> going to IHOP and, you know, um, and eating foods like that. Um. And after a while, it catches up with you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got the diagnosis. At what point did you kind of decide to start the sugar-free or sugar-less lifestyle? Yeah. So I went to my endocrinologist and, you know, he said, uh, you know, you well, <laughs> he wrote me a prescription for weight loss medication and I looked at it. I went home and I looked at it and I said, no, there's got to be a better way. I like, I can't. I just, no. <laughs> and so I started researching different lifestyles. I said, there's got to be a way, you know, that I can, you know, uh, just change this, you know. Um, and working out didn't work. I just want to say that, you know, I went to a boot, you know, did boot camps and stuff mm. like that. And I got stronger, Felicia, um, but I didn't lose any weight. And so um, I remember coming across, uh, you know, on YouTube, I came across this advertisement for something called keto. I was like, what? This just sounds crazy. I was like, I ain't doing that. And so I kept seeing more and more information about keto, keto, keto. And I was like, all right, let me try this. And I tried it. And, uh, you know, that was really the kickoff for me losing the weight. Now, the biggest thing about keto, and I don't really, really want to get into the ketogenic diet itself, but really when you, when you think about keto, what's really happening is you're cutting out the sugar. Mm. You're cutting out the car and people don't think about things like bread as sugar, but it's sugar because when you eat the bread, it's broken down into sugar in your body. And a lot of us think just because we don't eat, you know, bread or whatever that, you know, we're good or because we don't eat candy and things like Skittles that we're good. Right. But, you know, if you're eating pancakes every weekend, if you're eating bread all the time, um, it gets converted into sugar and you know what happens after that. So Ooh, y'all, yeah. Malika keeps saying Skittles and I love Skittles. So I'm over here like, oh goodness, I need mm-hmm. to. I, <laughs> no, listen, I'm talking about me. I know what I grew up on now, laters. Listen, oh, oh my so. goodness. Mm-hmm. So now, did your, was your business birthed out of your journey or when did you start your business? So I started my business in 2018. So it was definitely birthed out of my journey and it was a, Probably I was, I started sharing my story on Facebook and my, you know, my weight loss progression and just my journey. And people were like, Malika, what are you doing? What are you doing? 
Um, and no one was really doing keto at the time and doing low sugar at the time. So people, you know, most people were looking at me like I was crazy. <laughs> and, but I had a lot of folks that were also like, wow, you know, um, I love what you're doing. Show me, teach me. And so I decided to um, start the Facebook group, Live Sugar Less. And that is really what birthed, um, you know, the movement. Yeah, so... Man, I'm sitting over here. I'm I'm struggling to ask these questions because I'm still over here convicted about all these Skittles I be eating. So it is, it's difficult to kind of, um, you know, cut back on your sugar. I've even heard things like sugar is addictive, even more addictive than some drugs. Um, so do you want to talk to that a little bit? And then I want to talk a little bit about what the benefits have been for you living this lifestyle. Absolutely. Um, and I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, sugar has, there have been scientific studies that have shown that sugar activates the same uh, areas or regions of the brain that drugs like cocaine do. Mm. And they're, they're brain scans that show that, that areas of the brain light up when you eat your Skittles, like for me, when I eat my gummy bears. So there are these addictive properties. Um, now, do those properties show up in, in every person the same way? No. But overall, yes, I would agree with you that, um, that sugar, you know, and that's why it's so hard <laughs> to give it up, right? Um, and the bad thing about sugar is that the results of it, it's, they're insidious. You can't see it. You know, you, if you eat, again, I'm used gummy bears. If I eat three bags of gummy bears today, you know, you're not gonna, I'm not going to see any, any negative effects, you know, right. for that next week. But it's over time, it's over five years, six years, and then you get that diagnosis and you're like, wait a minute, you know? And that what, what makes it that much more dangerous. You know? Yeah, and what I've even seen, um, just, just our culture um, and our habits in eating, it starts very young. Mm. Like eating the candy and the junk. It starts, I mean, you know, because our lifestyles are so quote unquote busy and we're looking for convenience and that's always the easiest thing to pick up you know, is there sugar or even, you know, prepackaged food, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and so I think about little kids, you know, they're eating yeah. lots of sugar when they're young and it becomes a habit as they grow older and that makes it even more difficult to break. Um, so what advice or what tactics or strategies, give us some help. How can we uh, break you know, this sugar addiction is what it really is. How can we begin to break that? Yeah. Well, listen, as a woman of faith, first of all, I'm going to say is to pray. And I know, you know, I know it sounds the way it sounds, but I can tell you from my experience, when it is that I faltered, when it is that I, you know, went for the bag of Skittles or I went for what it is that I know I wasn't supposed to be eating. It was because I either was lacking in faith at that moment, or I just, I was disconnected some way, mm. right? So we got to pray over, these are strongholds, right? We pray over financial strongholds and relationships, but we don't pray over these, these sugar strongholds. So that's the first thing is getting grounded, you know, in, in the Lord and just getting grounded there. Now that, that's not the only thing because we got to take some action, right? But that's okay. for me, you know, and the way I coach, that's the foundation. I think the second is probably more practical is, you know, I, you know, and I advise my clients, like, get rid of the stuff. Get rid I know that can be hard, especially if you're living with a family and other folks that are not necessarily on your journey, but try. I would just say, get rid of it. 
get rid of as much as you can. Yeah. <laughs> because if it's in front of you, you're going to eat it. Oh, you know, absolutely. I know me. Listen, I know me. I love cheesecake. If there's a, che- listen, listen, <laughs> all right? Especially if I haven't prayed, if there's a bag of, listen, I don't keep it in the house. I don't keep it in the house. Um, you know, another important thing is to uh, start off the day with sugarless foods, right? Because a lot of times the way we eat during the day, at the start of the day, sets the tone for everything else. Mm. So let's leave the breakfast cereal alone. Let's leave the orange juice alone, but let's maybe have some scrambled eggs and some bacon. Um, Maybe add a little spinach, you know, there. Just start off the day because, right, you start, if you begin the day with a lot of sugar, what usually happens is by about 10, 30, 11 o'clock, you're like, mm, you're getting hungry. Again. Right. You get, and then by 12 o'clock, you, you know, you at McDonald's, you know, trying to, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, starting the day off with what I call a, a sugarless breakfast is another way to really set the tone for the day and really set the tone for your cravings as well. Those are some some really good tips. Now, um, for you and your journey, and even with people that you've worked with, mm-hmm. um, you know, of course, besides the weight loss, what have been some other benefits that you have seen or experienced um, just living this sugarless lifestyle? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would say some benefits are I have, I find myself, I have more energy on a day-to-day basis because, you know, I don't really consume sugar. Um, I'm not experiencing the same, the sugar crashes, the highs and the lows, right? So like my energy is good, you know, it's good. Um, my skin is like better. It's, you know, it just, it glows. And you said it, yes. it does because it's, you know, I'm not consuming that processed stuff, you know? And the funny thing is, and this isn't say I'm, I'm perfect by any means, you know, but I'll tell you this, one of my, um, my uh, cravings is I love donuts, Krispy Kreme. Mm. You know, and when I have gone out to get a Krispy Kreme, you will know, Felicia, everybody will know because I ended up, I break out. Listen, y'all can't see my skin right now, but it's breaking out. <laughs> Why? Because I was eating Skittles. <laughs> it's just, it's just telltale. I think it's also my body saying, okay, Malika, we know, come on now. We, mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, and of course, there's the weight, right? That, you know, just the weight loss has been amazing. Um, and I find that like I have healthier, I have habits. My habits are better. And that's really the driver. Like my habits are good. Um, and uh, the cravings are not as strong. And again, I'm not saying things are like 100% perfect, but I find myself craving sugar less now than I, than I used to. Yeah, yeah. Um... Those are really great points. And even, you know, when I'm doing good, you know, with the sugarless, it's you mm-hmm. you can feel the difference. You literally can feel the difference. And I know some people might be thinking, well, Felicia, this is seek God's flakos. Why are you talking about health? Why? Because it's, it's important. You know, we're focused on health, not just your spiritual, your economic, emotional, but your physical health as well. And that yeah. is important in you being able to show up however you're supposed to show up in the world, right? You have to show up as your best self and yeah. being healthy, being physically healthy, um, is essential to you being able to do that. So that's why we're having this conversation because your physical health is so important. And I even love how you said one of the benefits was, um, you know, your habits, right? You just feel better. You're able to, to do better. You have more energy. You can think more or clearer. 
Um, so I, you know, I just encourage you all wherever you're at. I don't want people though to get discouraged um, because it can seem like an overwhelming thing. Like, oh my goodness, I need to cut sugar out, you know. So for somebody that's kind of just starting, and maybe sugar is a major part of their um, their diet where can they start like some real tangible small ways that they can begin to just adopt this lifestyle? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, the first thing, and again, I will repeat, oh, pray about it. Do pray and invite, invite the Holy Spirit in to, to really to kick those strongholds to the curb. That's, that's first and foremost. Secondly is, you know, you know, don't be hard on yourself. You know, we, this wasn't, this wasn't built in a day. You know, we've been, most of us have been eating sugar for, you know, I'm 44, you know, 40 something years, right? This is not going to be eradicated overnight. Let's start small. So maybe if you're someone who drinks three Coca-Colas per week, can you get down to one? Can you just eliminate one soda for next week? That is a victory. Mm -hmm. Just one soda, (laughs) you know, if you, um, if you got a fridge full of, or, you know, pantry, you know, full of uh, cereals, you know, can you maybe get rid of one box this week? You know, just start small, just do one small thing. You know, I would definitely not advise don't go cold turkey unless it's and some people can do that. I'm a cold turkey kind of person, but I know all of my clients are not like that. Mm -hmm. So one thing, just get rid of one thing and have victory with that. Maybe do that for two or three weeks and then maybe get rid of one thing, get rid of two sodas, maybe down to two instead of three, right? And as you see, as you get those, you know, those small victories, I think that'll propel you to continue making, you know, bigger and, uh, and more changes. So I would just say start small. Yeah. And I think that applies to anything, you know, any goal you're trying to reach, just start small, right? Start where you are. A lot of times, and this kind of segues us a little bit into um, talking about business, even with business, we want to jump from zero to a hundred, or we want to go all in, or we want to see the success right away. And it's like, no, it's a process. Start small, start where you are. Um, So even with you starting your business, you know, what was that journey like for you? You know, you're having your personal journey, your health journey, but what was it like actually starting the business and being able to kind of operate in this new space? Yeah, it's, you know, and I'm I'm still operating this space. So I'm a parallelpreneur. So I still work my corporate job um, and, and doing health coaching and being a mother to, you know, a young man with autism. So it's a lot. It is a lot. And, you know, it is just so important. Number one, again, getting back to the health piece, I've got to be on my A game. Like I I just, I can't afford to not be healthy. Mm -hmm. I just can't. God has put me on this earth. He's put you here, Felicia. He's put us all here to, um, to serve a purpose. And we can't do, I can't, I can't do that in a hospital bed. Can't do it. Ooh. I, you know, I mean, I mean, I don't know, maybe you could, I prefer not to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the folks, my son needs me, you know, the, uh, the folks in my, you know, uh, in my group, you know, need me to focus on my corporate job. They need me too. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, it's central to everything. Um, you know, and so there, you know, it's been hard, you know, being an entrepreneur, you know, or parallel, you know, I said, I'm doing both. It's, you know, there are days when it just gets really, really tough, Felicia. Um, and I, I, I find that as I get older, I am much more, uh, I'm a much better steward of my time. 
Mm. I just don't like, I don't play games with my time anymore. Not like I did when I was in my, you know, when I was younger, (laughs) Uh, I just, I just don't, you know, there's just certain things I don't watch anymore. Um, Shortly after COVID hit, I made a decision not to, I used to be on CNN every at least five, six times. I haven't watched CNN. Well, I watch CNN now. Maybe I give myself one day a week to watch it. I don't watch the news during the week anymore. Wow. I have to guard what I'm putting in here, you know? Um, yeah, guard my time. Got to do that. That's so good. And what you said, you said, I can't afford not to be healthy. That is so powerful. And I think, especially women, instead of making our health our priority, we are making everything else the, pri- the priority. Right. So how do you, you know, why do you think that is? How do we kind of get to that space where everything else is the priority, but not ourselves when it really should be the other way around? Yeah. And, you know, Felicia, I'm, I'm going to be perfectly honest. It wasn't always like that for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to struggle for years putting everyone and everyone else first. But, you know, unfortunately for me, I, like I had to learn through this health crisis, you know, that, hey, no, no Malika, you got to put yourself first. You have to put, so for me, I would, I don't want you, Felicia, I don't want anyone else that's listening to this to have to come to that conclusion based off of uh, a health crisis, you know, that's what did it for me, you know, but I, I, I'm hoping, <laughs> my prayer is that that's, you know, you don't come, you come to that realization prior to that, you know, um, so, you know, unfortunately, that's what kicked me into gear, Felicia. You know, I said, Mm-mm, we got to have to put myself first. Yeah. And I think, I don't know who I was having a conversation with, but we were talking about how, you know, some things we don't have to go through ourselves to learn the lesson, right? Mm-hmm. So we can learn the lesson from somebody else's journey or somebody else's experience. Yeah. Um, so I hope that this is that situation. You know, if you're listening, you've heard Malika's story, you've heard, you know, she had to go through a health crisis um, in order to get to a space where she was healthy and prioritizing herself and her health. Um, but you don't, that doesn't have to be your story, right? You can choose to, okay, hear what her path was and say, okay, I can make a different decision and now just choose to make myself a priority on the front end and not have to go through that. So I hope that, you know, as you all are listening, that's the point of us sharing these stories so that, you know, you can be better, make better decisions, um, in your own life. So I know you've kind of touched on it already. Um, but just, unpack a little bit more for us what your faith has really looked like throughout this journey you know even when you were going through the um you know your health issue you know did your faith waver during that time and you know did it help you get through that crisis how does it help you maintain like just talk about what your faith has looked like throughout this journey yeah um my faith did waver and sometimes yeah it does i mean we're, we're human right we live here Right. So yes, my faith did waver. Um, I asked why, like, like, you know, why, why Lord, why, you know, I'm living a good life. I'm a good, I'm a good human. (laughs) Why Why me Lord? Um, And, you know, it just took a lot of um, just being still, being quiet, spending that quiet time with God, which, you know, I found was very hard for me because I was always ripping and running, ripping and running. And God was trying to speak to me. And he's like, Malika, I 
I can't get through because you're not mm-hmm. sitting still. You're not making the time. So I take the time now. I get up super early. You know, I'm that 5 a.m. girl. You know, I know we ain't all in 5 a.m. ministry, but I get up before the sun rises and I pray and I listen to his voice and I meditate and I journal. Um, and I know it sounds, but it, it, it really has worked. It really has worked. For someone who's as busy as me, who's juggling the corporate life, you know, raising my son, um, just all the things, <laughs> it is just like, I cannot start my day without God. I can't start my day without prayer. I can't, I just can't. Yeah. I mean, I can, and then I know what my day is going to look like. Oh, right, right. <laughs> right. I know what the day is going to look like, but yeah, it's just, it's a non-negotiable. Yeah. And just to echo that, I'm a, I'm a natural night person. So I'm the person who's up to like one, two o'clock, traditionally one, <laughs> two o'clock in the morning, but you know, I'm trying to get better with doing the, um, the early morning rise and so even just recently, I, I was doing a fast and we, we had to wake up at 4 a.m. for prayer. But I found that once I was up, my days were so much more productive. Um, you know, you just were able to set the tone for your day. You had that quiet time. You know, everything wasn't so hectic. Whereas if you just, you know, you're getting up, first of all, you're probably getting up late because you stayed up late the night before. <laughs> If you're, you're getting up late and then you're jumping and running into, you have no, like, you have no center, you're not grounded, and then everything is haywire. So even though I'm not fully a part of the 5 a.m. club, I'm getting there and I, I see the benefits of it. So I, I love that you, you touched on that. Um, so share with us, you know, how can people get in contact with you? How can people um, just connect with you if they're like, oh my goodness, I need help with this sugar thing? How can they uh, connect with you? Yeah, well, you can always find me on Facebook. You can find me, just type in my name, Malika Ahmad. Um, you can also go to Facebook. That's just my, my central hub. Just type in Live Sugar Less. Join our Facebook group. And, you know, I would love to, you know, help you get started on the journey. Um, I also have a, a virtual masterclass coming up called Faith Food and Meal Prep. Um, and I'm just so excited about, about uh, what we're going to be teaching in this masterclass. It's on Saturday, December 5th. And if you join the Facebook group, um, you can get more information about, um, about the upcoming masterclass. So excited. Awesome. Awesome. And y'all, the Facebook group is popping. Like I'm in the group and Malika's always, she's going live. She's sharing the information. Um, and it's, it's things that you can it's things that you can apply to your life and it with this health thing it can get overwhelming like we said before um but the information is shared in a way that you can literally take and apply to your lives now one of the things that um you mentioned was meal prep and i think um that's so essential i haven't meal prepped before but i do you know understand its benefits and so with our lives being so busy how can we even begin to think about spending a couple hours meal prepping like what does that look like yeah well I would say you know it doesn't necessarily have to be a couple of hours and I think a lot of times that scares people they're like wait a minute hold up I'm already busy I gotta spend you know eight or nine Mm -mm. it's it's you know I think of it from a a standpoint of you want to save more time if you already have a hectic week if you can use an extra hour back in your hour to an hour back in your week you might want to consider meal prep. And so for me, I consider it 
um, it's self-care. It's me time. This is mm. just, I put an appointment on my calendar and I don't miss it. And if I miss it, I change it, you know? And so just think of it as an appointment that you keep with yourself to save you, you know, an hour or two in a week. You know, I make meal, it's a whole thing. Like I put on some music. <laughs> it's a whole little party going on in my kitchen. And I don't, I usually don't spend more than an hour or so prepping. And I'm oh, wow. I'm yeah. So yeah. is that for the whole, for a week or how long do you prep for? You know, it really depends on, on you. You know, if you have a large family, you might be spending a little bit more time, right? Because you got more people to cook for. If it's just you, you can probably get it done in an hour, hour and a half, depending on, you know, what it is that you're making. Yeah. I love how, you know, you cr- create this whole experience for it. Now, the times though I, that I do cook, it is actually very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. It's very therapeutic. And I love that you said it was self-care for you. Um, and you just do, you do feel better about yourself when you are focusing on the things that are going to keep you healthy, even with, um, you know, not just eating, but exercise and all these other things, you just feel better and you're able to show up better. Um, now, but so besides the meal prepping, what are some other things that you've done, um, just to kind of enhance your, your physical health? So... Um, two very important things. And I think I mentioned this just from a mental and emotional standpoint, just eliminating things that don't feed my mind and my soul. Right. So making sure not watching the news during the week, I'm listening to, to good music. Um, another thing that I do is intermittent fast. That has been extremely, extremely important to my journey. Um, intermittent fasting is when you limit intake of your food to certain hours of the day or what's called a window. Um, and then you fast for the remaining hours. And so I've been fast, intermittent fasting for about three years now. And it is, it has just been, it's just, it's just amazing. And, and when you also think about fasting and from a biblical perspective, mm-hmm. right? I mean, just making that connection for me, it's just, I, I, I don't, I don't see myself not fasting. Um, uh, I just don't, it's just, it's just a part of my lifestyle and who I am. Yeah. So that's what I was going to ask you talking about the fasting, because some people do intermittent fasting just for the the health benefit of it. And it's not necessarily connected to, you know, the spiritual aspect. And so for you, when you're, um, well, you're, you've already said you've incorporated it as a spiritual practice. It's a part of your lifestyle. But even with that, how has that helped just the fasting part of it? How has that helped um, just your life in general? Yeah. So, I mean, intermittent fasting, just again, from a physical perspective, you're able to actually, I mean, it does promote weight gain, weight loss, excuse me, because you're putting your body in a fat burning state. So if you want to burn fat, fast, okay? <laughs> also from, from a, a spiritual perspective, you are you're just able to better focus. Um, yeah, when you don't have, I know it sounds counterintuitive, but I find that I'm actually able to hear clearer from God, but my stomach is not full. Um, intermittent fasting helps me to stay disciplined. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, yeah, just, I just think about, you know, this culture that we live in that we're all a part of that I have, you know, uh, partaken in as well in terms of, you know, we want things, you know, as soon as, as soon as we see them, we want them. And intermittent fasting really helps you to just, curb those tendencies to just want to give in to whatever you know there's there's a there's a discipline there that you 
begin to um, to incorporate. And again, it's not just about the food, it's about money spending, right? You're able to hold back a little bit, like, hold up, let me think. Right. <laughs> let me think about this a little bit. So it's just, it permeates everything. It's not just the food. Yeah, and that discipline piece is so powerful. Um, you know, when I fast, I don't do it regularly, but when I do, like just the level of discipline that you're pushing yourself to, because I've realized that I just eat whenever and just kind of aimlessly and I snack a lot. Like you notice things when you're fasting, it's like, because you're restricted to certain times, you want to go grab whatever you're going to go grab. It's like, oh no, wow. I do this a lot. I just go and snack and grab a lot. You're aware. It's raising your awareness. Absolutely. So that discipline piece, man, is so powerful. And then that translates to other areas of your life. You know, the discipline muscle is strengthened through fasting and then you can apply that to self-control or whatever other area you're trying to um, be more disciplined in. So that's so, so powerful. Now, just to wrap it up, if you had one message to, to whomever, to, to somebody who might be struggling with a sugar addiction or somebody who might be trying to start a business or whoever you, you feel like you're called to speak to, what's, what would be your message to them? My message would be to, to seek the Lord first. Seek the Lord first. Seek him. Um, stay faithful ask him, like ask him specifically to remove these strongholds. I would say start there. I wouldn't even, don't start with me. Start with him. Mm. Start with him. That's so good. And you know, I always ask this question finally, and, and more and more people are saying, seek him first. And we love that here because that is our foundation. We seek God first and then we do everything else. So y'all know I love it seek God, seek him. So again, make sure you all connect with Malika. You know, if you're struggling with sugar, or even if you just want to be a part of a community of people who are striving just to be healthier, connect, um, get involved. And Malika, thank you so much for coming on, sharing your journey with us, sharing your insight. Um, And we'll definitely have to bring you back on just to have more conversations about this. I think it's very important to kind of highlight this it's not something we we talk about a lot this whole sugar piece um but it's very very um it it affects our lives in a way that we don't necessarily know so thank you for the work that you do um and we'll definitely be in touch you guys this has been another episode of the seat god slay goals podcast and i will catch you all in the next episode thank you for tuning in to the seat god slay goals podcast Stay connected with us on Facebook and Instagram at Seek God Slay Goals.